This is Warrior Podcast, changing the world by introducing warriors to the warrior God. I'm your host, Elizabeth Andrade, and today I am joined by a very special guest, possibly, actually not possibly, he is my favorite guest, my <laughs> husband, Mario Andrade. Hey, babe, how are you? I'm great, babe. It's really nice to be here with you. It's so nice to have you here next to me having a conversation and hearing your voice through the headphones. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit today about what has your experience been? Now, I know we've talked about this before, um, but you served in the Brazilian army for seven years. And today I wanted to ask you if you could talk a little bit about your experience in the military. Well, it was one of the best times of my life. Not as good as being married to you, <laughs> but it was amazing. I loved my experience in the military. I know God has blessed me with seven years where I could learn a lot I got to experience many different things that I never thought I would, and I got to grow a lot as well. I became a different person. How so? Well, the military uh, changes a lot about you. First of all, I was fat, became fit. <laughs> that was the first thing that changed. Uh, now I'm fat again, but anyway, <laughs> let's keep that out of there, right? But you're um, still cute. <laughs> all right. But besides that, we did a lot of training and training is very important and, and it teaches you how to stop thinking as a civilian and you become a completely different person thinking as a military personnel. Well, I want, I want to talk about training for a little bit because there's this quote that you say to me all the time. It's engraved in my brain, will never leave my brain. I sure know what that is. Yeah. So what you say to me all the time is this, if you want to fight in the rain, you have to train in the storm. That's right. That's because if you train hard, your fight will be easy. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. And training is something in the military that is very important. Well, I would argue to say that training might be the most important aspect of your military career because if you don't train properly, that will lead to failure. That's correct. Uh, the military is made out of trainings and is what makes the great personnel prepared to face any circumstances that they might have too. So how does this relate to the Christian walk? Well, as I said before, the first thing that I noticed is that I, I became a completely different person because of those trainings, because of the difference of mentality that I came out of there with. And that relates to the Christian life and all aspects, in fact. Something that you just said was really interesting to me. You said that when you join the military, you have to stop thinking like a civilian because now you are part of an organization of the military. You are a member of the military. Your interests are no longer your own. And that kind of reminds me of the body of Christ. When we enter into the body of Christ, we're not thinking about our own desires, but what God wants. You are absolutely right. And... We can see that clearly in Second Corinthians 5, um, the verse 17 especially. Um, you, warrior, can read the whole chapter to get a clear context of what's going on. But on the verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, and the old has passed away, and see, the new has come. So that's exactly what happened to me. I became a different person. I stopped thinking as my old self and started thinking with a different perspective, a different point of view. You stopped being civilian Mario and you started being army Mario. That is right. And it's just like that in the Christian life. 
when we start having a relationship with Christ, we become different. We become a different person. We stop thinking as a person who thinks only about ourselves, our own desires. And we start thinking about what God wants from us because his will for us is perfect. So he knows exactly what we need and what's the best for us because he wired us, he created us. And the Bible says that he works everything for the good of those who love him. So we can rest assured that the will of God, even if it doesn't make sense, is the best for our lives. Now, what about, okay, so when you enter the military, you pretty much give up in some sense your life as a civilian. You pretty much give up what you want to do. And when you enter into basic military training, you are a nobody. Everybody tells you what to do. That's right. In the military training, especially the basic military training, as you said, you are nobody. Everyone tells you what to do, but they're all trying to make you be a better version of yourself, per se. And that just makes sense if we try to understand why we're there, right? If we understand that those trainings are going to make us more efficient, more agile, stronger, not just physically, but also mentally, we'll have a different way to handle pressure. We have different ways to react when people yell at us. We have different ways to think about others. We have different ways to do many things that we, we didn't realize that were so important to us before we join the military. Everyone is above us. How does, and this sounds like something that we have to do in the Christian life. I mean, when we become followers of Jesus, our will is no longer our own. We are dead to ourself and raised again in the blood of Jesus. That's right. We realize that Jesus has the best plan for our lives. We were created to have a flourishing life. We were created to have an abundant life. Jesus is the only way that we will achieve that once again. Because since the fall, man has welcomed sin into the world. Because of that, we now we see so many different tragedies and different masses. But what a great life God has prepared for us. And when we realize that, it makes a lot of difference in our lives. Because we don't want to just lead ourselves to the pleasure of this world. We want the eternal life that God has prepared in his presence. Yeah, and every path where we are leading ourselves will ultimately lead to death. Just like I'm sure if the private is, you know, running around on the battlefield without listening, uh, he's probably going to die. When we start this relationship with God, we start learning how to be obedient to his commands. And that comes from having a relationship with God? Exactly. You start to realize how good of a God he is. Mm -hmm and how great he is and how much he loves us that you cannot help yourself but to obey him and then that's when we start to realize how true it is that he works all things out for the good of those who love him who have a relationship with him who want to follow him now i'm gonna read a passage of scripture to you okay that sounds perfect okay so i'm, I'm gonna read luke 15 1 through 5 all the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him and the Pharisees and scribes were complaining, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told this parable, What man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it? 
When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders. Well, I love to learn from Jesus. Jesus was the one telling the parable. Is that correct? Yes, it is. It is correct. One thing that I see clear there is that we go back to find the one sheep that was lost. And in the military, we never leave a man behind. And that's how we relate to that. We can often see people around us that cannot keep up. And if we are willing to, we can be a support that that person needs. And what would be some practical ways to show support to our brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, be there for them when they need to talk, listen. Even if they don't need to hear something from you, you can always be there and listen to them. And you can always pray for them. I believe in the power of prayer. Now, there's one aspect of the military that we can't forget. What about your weapon? Right. Weapon is a very important thing in the military, and every military personnel knows this. We used to say that our weapons are the extension of our bodies. So you slept with the gun, you ate with the gun, it went with you wherever you went. It was a part of you. That's right. It was a part of us. Um, We always have our guns on us. Because we need to be ready to use them if necessary. Now, I remember you would tell me that you would take your gun apart, you would clean it, and and you would perform maintenance on it every day so that you knew that it was ready to go. And you knew that, that weapon inside and out. Right. I used to do that because I believe that we can avoid a lot of problems if we clean, maintain, and, and make sure that there are no parts that needed to be replaced and... I believe that if we know for sure that everything's working right, we'll be ready to use the gun if necessary to do so. So what does that have to do with a Christian life? Well, that's a very good question. In a Christian life, we we have our weapon as well. That's the Bible. We have the Word of God with us that we have to keep on us forever. That's why I love when David said in Psalms um, that we have to keep and guard the Word of God in our hearts because... If we do that, we'll always have it in us and we will always be ready to use when necessary to do so. So that idea of the word of God, the Bible being our weapon comes from Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 20. So I'll go ahead and read that for us right now. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet saddled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Right. Paul was there speaking to the church in Ephesus about the Christian warfare. And we see clearly that it says uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Yes. And if we know how to use the sword, we'll have a better chance of 
preserving alive. And if we don't... We might be in trouble if we don't know the Bible. <laughs> I mean, we see in Scripture that um, when Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, that Satan actually tried to use the Word of God out of context against Jesus. So if Satan's going to try to do that to Jesus, we can be certain that we need to know the Bible. Exactly. That is absolutely right. And it's very important that we understand that. But I do have to say that in the military, it's not all about offense. We also do have to have a defense plan. Throughout scripture, we can clearly see that in the Christian life, that is called the shield of faith. And it's very interesting to note here that it says, in every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So what I see is that if we have faith in Jesus which means that we're Christians, we have faith in Jesus, that means there is no attack that can get to us because our faith in Jesus protects us from the evil one. That is beautifully said. However, we do have to understand that we are not called to live an easy life. Jesus said himself that we were going to have hard times here on earth and we need to be alert. We need to be prepared. Yeah, it is war after all. Although we know that in Christ we will be victorious, we are still in the midst of a war. Mm -hmm. And we can see that throughout scripture. I highly encourage you, warrior, to read those passages and try to study in depth and try to understand more of the context of every verse that we are giving as a reference. So I know that when you join the military, there's at least some part of your mind that acknowledges the fact that when you enlist, there is a possibility that you may die serving the military. We never know where we're going, right? We never know what's coming our way. So we have to be ready. The good thing is that in the Christian life, we do not have to fear death. And why is that? Jesus died for us. Jesus already conquered death. And that gives us assurance that someday Jesus himself will come back and we will live eternal life with him, enjoying the presence of God the Father. And I think also like when we're thinking about heaven and eternal life in the presence of God, I think that if we just acknowledge the fact that if we're able to enjoy things in a broken and a fallen world, if we're able to have fun with friends and family, if we're able to do that and enjoy nature and um, some of the wonderful things that God has created here, how much more so will we be fulfilled and enjoy our new life in heaven in the presence of God where no sin exists, no pain exists, no suffering exists? It will be a much better life for sure. Even though sometimes it's scary to talk about death, sometimes it might be uh, strange to talk about death, but one thing should be very clear. We do not have to fear death. It's completely valid that those feelings sometimes are uncontrollable. However, we can rest assured that Jesus Christ will come back and he will take us to live an eternal life with no fear, no pain, no tears no hunger, no suffering, as long as we believe in him. So in the military, you have a mission, right? Right. We have, well, several missions throughout the career, but yes. But we as have Christians, missions. we have one mission. We have a mission, and that is very clear in the scripture. And our mission here is to make God's name known. 
there's nothing more satisfying than sharing with others friends family loved ones and even strangers sometimes we just can't help ourselves but share the amazing god we serve yeah and just just so you know the great commission which is in matthew 28 says go therefore this is jesus speaking Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is an amazing promise. We cannot ignore that. We have to acknowledge that if we have God with us, we do not need to fear. We do not need to be afraid knowing that he will come again to make all things right. So we talked about a lot of the similarities between the military and the Christian life. But what is a difference? We have a few differences. Yes, of course, right? But I would like to cover one, one of them. We have this thing in the military called hierarchy. And that means we have some restrictions on how to talk to a superior. We can't just go barging into the to the general's office with uh, what we want for lunch. Exactly. We, <laughs> you would be pretty crazy if you do that. I foresee push-ups in that person's future. <laughs> a lot of them. A lot of them for sure. However, in a Christian life, we are invited to enjoy God's presence. We are absolutely welcomed into his presence. He's the accessible general. Yes, for sure. And he's the general of the generals. He's the one who's in control of everything. And we can always come to him and talk to him and put our concerns, our fear, our feelings, and our lives before him. And when we do that, it's a joyful experience. So if you were to summarize everything that we just talked about, how would you do that? We are not in control. God is in control. And we have to understand that in order to have a flourishing life. We need to know the Word of God. We need to understand what God is about, what God taught us throughout Scripture. That's God talking to us. Scripture is the Word of God, and He's talking to us as we read. And if we understand and if we know our weapon, we will use that appropriately. And I would like to say that death has no power over us because God sent His Son Jesus, who conquered death on the cross for us. And now we can look forward to an eternal life with Him as long as we believe in Him. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to trust in Christ, or if you want to learn more about making Him the authority over your life, or if you want to learn more about us, send us a message on our Instagram at WGMHQ. That's WGMHQ. We will make sure that someone gets in touch with you. This has been Warrior Podcast with Connor Shanahan. Warrior God Ministries' mission is to change the world by making disciples among military members and first responders and equipping them to be disciple makers and missionaries in their respective communities for the glory of Jesus Christ.